Well, you know, uh, Andy, if you're a baseball fan in Chicago, it's just not a good time to be a baseball fan. No. I, I think we should start thinking about football because, okay. man, it's just bad news. How about today? <laughs> okay. Today, everybody, we're switching to football. Because it's official. They, yeah, the Bears kick off the preseason today. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Very true. Um, anybody else notice that uh, I, I heard that, uh, was it not last night, two nights ago, was the first sunset or the last sunset that was going to be after 8 p.m. And now, for those of us to get up early in the mornings, it's dark. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? Right before, it was kind of like, oh, the sun's coming up. It feels good. And Andy or Don on Saturdays would send these nice sunrise pictures right before the show would start out on Twitter. And, I'd, you know, just beautiful. And now it's not. Yeah, it's all cloudy not today. Happening. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was playing golf. Well, and it would happen what time after on Saturday morning? Or on only on Saturday mornings? What's that? <laughs> what time did the sunrise happen on Saturday or on mornings now? Well, I don't know. Later. Yeah, pre <laughs> I'm not, not a scientist. <laughs> I'm not a meteorologist. I'm not Brant Miller. <laughs> Tom Skilling. Yeah, it's slowly, slowly the days just get shorter. Yeah. Um but did we talk about the did we talk about the show The Bear? <gasps> no, but I started it. Did you? Anybody else watching The Bear? I have not started not it. Not yet. Okay. Can't wait though. All I'm going to tell you is, I'm just going to say this on the show. I don't, oh, no, 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 I'm not going to spoilers. There's a, there's a local thing in there, like a, that we all know. I think it's, I've heard it's this. It's based before, in yeah. Chicago. It's based in Chicago, but there's a mention of a local treasure in Chicago that you'll find. Just pay attention. Nice. Just throwing that out there. Um, I got a lot to talk about. First of all, big thank you to uh, Wendy Snyder. Isn't just Wendy Snyder just the best? Yes. She's awesome. She's who, fi- who was, who, by the way, who fired her? Because we should just have her back. <laughs> I mean, that was dumb. Whoever did that was dumb. That was dumb. Anyway, she was great. And I was at a wedding in Kansas City, and I uh, was running to the airport to pick up our kids. It was a big family wedding. We had a lovely time. And I kind of, as a rule, if I'm off on a Saturday, I, A, I, I miss all you people when I'm off the air. I really do. But I don't listen to the show. I just don't because I'm off, right? I mean, it's like whoever's there doing a great job. But when I got into the car, uh, because I listened to WGN so much, I plugged in my phone to the car, uh, a beautiful Chevy Tahoe that we rented, ChevyDriveChicago.com. And um, I got in and the WGN started playing like through the car, right? And this is what happened. It, It came... I heard Lindsay's voice, because she's the star of the streaming on WGN Radio. And um, <clears throat> then it goes right into programming. All I hear is Wendy say, mothball sales are up by 40%. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of mentions of mothballs. And there yes, was evidently week. some conversation about mothballs, and she was laughing, and everybody was <laughs> laughing. And I was like, that's funny. And then I went to, you know, Boston. And <laughs> Back to bed. <laughs> right, right. No, and I kept driving to the airport. But uh, anyway, Wendy, thank you so much for filling in. Uh, ben Anderson was the producer. And then they had a bunch of uh, different experts uh, that are representative of the uh, Chicagoland trade unions. Uh, Bruce Diedrich from Waukegan Roofing. Uh, he's a member of uh, Roofers Local 11. Uh, Carpenters Phil Davidson and Tony Janowski. They were on the phone uh, from the Carpenters Union. Plumbing expert John Jennison from Norman Mechanical, uh, representing Plumbers 911, uh, plumbing contractor. So thanks so much, uh, everyone, for doing that. I really do appreciate it. It's always nice to – I do miss you, but it is nice to take a, um, 
a little bit of a... You know, what happened was, is when you go to a wedding and there was like a welcome reception and then you run into... It was a family wedding and so there were a lot of friends there. My dear friend Mike Jakubowski and all these other guys are there. And all of a sudden, we're sitting at the hotel bar talking and someone comes up and says, last call. And I go, no, I'm not. I'm never up that late. There must be a mistake. And I look at my watch and it's like one in the morning. On a Friday. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, my Whoa. gosh. Mr. Manfredini. I know. And so then Mike says, you. well, do we want one more? And I'm like, Meh. And my friend Kevin says, yeah. And so then it won. You know, we to did. And yeah. And then all <laughs> of a sudden, before you know it, it was one thirty. you know, oh. and it was crazy. Thankfully, all I had to do was push up and went in the elevator. <laughs> right? That was it. See, my, so. the best. my problem is, is when I wake up, though, then the next when I do that on Saturday mornings, my mm. auto alarm in my head yeah. still goes off at Five fifteen. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't for me. No. <laughs> Substances do help. It did not. It was. I slept very well. Yeah. My wife got up. She goes, "We're going to go for a walk." I go, "Have fun." <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sleeping in. Wake me up when you get back. Exactly right. We'll have for breakfast. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's get to our first caller. Sponsored by Bathfitter.com forward slash. Lou and our first caller uh, this morning is Cliff, who is in Gary, Indiana. Cliff, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, good morning, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Of Lou. course. Listen, I am so disgusted. My issue is I have a, a metal roof, and uh, it's probably eighteen to twenty years old, and I need my screws retorqued and/or replaced. Uh, I have some spinners that just you know spin round and round. And um, I also have some flashing issues around my chimney that needs to be attended to. I have been trying since the middle of June to get workers to talk to to give me a quote. I have went to nrca.net. I chose a 50-mile radius. And what it is is to find a worker that can work in Gary, Indiana, Oh. And to find a roofer who it does residential. All the big boys say they strictly do commercial. Mm. I've had probably seven or eight people come out to, to look at it, and uh, nobody calls me back. I've had two quotes, uh, one for $4,400 and the other one for three grand, and... Uh, Nobody will write me a proposal. They want me to agree to the job first. And, okay, now I'll write you a proposal and tell you what I'm going to do. I can't compare apples to apples. And uh, I am just so brokenhearted about finding a contractor, sir, who can give me a hand to do this. Well, I'm, and I know that you've called before about this, and we've talked about it, and I'm I'm – you know, what it is you're asking to have done is, um, you know, because everybody is so busy, I'm sure it's just a question of timing and, you know, resources to do it because it's very time consuming. And, um, you know, I'm not, I guess I'm not super surprised by the three or $4,000 because it is a, you know, it's a labor intensive thing. The materials aren't going to cost hardly anything. It's all labor, but, um, I, I mean, I really wish I had a better suggestion for you. I think I had recommended to you a couple of different roofers that I think did not work out for you because of your location. And then if the National Association, the, uh, the Roofing Contractors Association, 
was kind of my go-to for you to find somebody uh, to do this. I mean, perhaps, you know, the, 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 the issue really for you is just the screws, the flashing and everything, and the roof itself is fine, right? We just need the fasteners redone? Correct. Okay. I have some spinners that spin round and Right, round. understood, understood. And, but, uh, but so maybe, um, maybe what you, you know, in a, in a situation like this, that instead of roofing contractors, you try looking for carpentry contractors. I mean, it's it's kind of still within the realm of of their purvey, and and many carpenters do you know roofing or and or look for roofing and siding contractors that could help you with this because it's just a question of uh, you know um, it's the labor intensity and, and it's the familiarity with working up off of ladders and, or, uh, uh, even, you know, they may even use a lift who knows. But, um, I think at this point, you know, personally, I've exhausted the kind of recommendations I can give you other than finding perhaps a roofing and or siding company and, or a carpentry contractor that, would be willing to say, yeah, I can spend a few hours up here doing this. And literally it's pulling the old ones out. I think when we spoke the last time, uh, you know, putting larger uh, uh, screws with more girth to bite into the sheathing and or one by whatever you may have in the roof. And that's would be my recommendation for you at this point. And, and I, I, I'm sorry that you're having, um, I'm sorry that you're having the, uh, that issue it's just uh, it's tough right now because most of these contractors are super busy and you know honestly the job that you're wanting to have done is not that desirable just because it takes one of their people away and it's probably not a huge money maker for them so you're bumping up against that that might be why the one bid was at 4000 versus 3000 which sounds a little bit more i mean i'm I'm trying to picture how much work has to get done, and that seems like a, a decent number. But if you try the carpentry thing, that might be the best way to go. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 6.20 in the morning. You're listening to me, Lou Fordini, on House Smarts Radio on 720 WGM. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Talking about installing your uh, tankless hot water heater. Did you see me in the shower? Uh, and I saw the lights go out. Thank yeah, you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I have a I have so a t- I have a timer in the in the in the lower basement area, which is perfect. I walk into the basement. It's like I'm on Star Trek. The lights go on, and typically when I'm down in the basement moving around, you know, it's fine. But I did not time it well, and at the end of my segment on the WGN Morning News, the lights literally went out because <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> tankless water heaters. Anyway. Go ahead. So, uh, and so I'm curious. On I saw PVC pipe. What kind of distance can I put between it and the outside wall? Okay. Um, so the segment that I did, I got a lot of questions. But keep in mind, I get two minutes to talk about you know a topic on on the morning show, so I can't go into huge detail. Obviously, more so than I would like to. Um, most of these units now are direct vent. There's two pieces of PVC. There's an intake and an exhaust. And most villages and cities will not allow you to draw in your combustion air from the basement, right? You can't just have it be on. 
uh, sucking air in from that basement. You have to draw it from the outside. The typical distance is about 12 feet, but that depends on the specific unit because different units have uh, different specifications, and it also has to do with the size of the pipe. When they first started with these direct vent units, most of the piping was 3-inch. It was really big. Now, what I see most of them doing is all 2-inch. The volume is smaller because the pipe is smaller, and so the distance can be greater. But, again, it all depends on the manufacturer. And one other thing that I didn't get to mention when I did the segment on TV yesterday was there is a learning curve when... um, when you're using an on-demand water heater, you know, how you how you use the unit does differ. Because if you think about a tank unit right now in most people's homes, it's full of hot water, and it's just waiting for you to turn it on. And so when you go to turn the spigot on, immediately the hot water comes out of the unit and then starts to replace the cold water in the pipe and then, you know, comes out of the tap. Well, with a on-demand water heater... It takes a little bit of time for that thing to get up to speed to create the water. So more cooler water will be coming out before. And then a lot of people are like, oh, well, then you're wasting all that water. Well, the vast majority of time, it's off. And so you're saving money, really. So those are my yeah. kind of things that I, I didn't get to I mention. Have only, I have one other question about it. Sure. Because on my system right now, I've got a recirculation system on it. Uh and so I don't wait for hot water. Right. Can I have that on the tank with hot water heater? So you can, and um, some of the units have them already built in. The mm. the only the only thing with that is you kind of defeat the purpose of an on demand unit because then the unit runs longer. So here's would be a suggestion. So you have a recirculating pump because in the like the master bath is the farthest away. Is that what it, what I'm guessing? Yeah. Well, I've got one inch pipe going down to three quarter, down to half, and the master bath and the kitchen are at opposite ends. The hot water heaters about in the middle. Got it. Okay. Um, this sounds, you know, and so. Here's the learning curve. Our master bath is the furthest away from the heater. And if I go to the vanity sink and turn on the hot water, it takes a long time for the water to come, right? So, like, you wouldn't wait yes. to wash your face to, to do that. If I turn the shower on, you know, it, it happens pretty quickly because there's more volume of water coming out of a um, <clears throat> the shower. If I were redoing my house now... And I, and I do have an on-demand water heater in our house in Chicago. Um, I would put a small electric on-demand water heater in the vanity that's the size of a, I mean, uh, like a book. Literally, it's the size of a big book. And, um, and then I would have an electric water heater coming just for the vanity so I could get hot water immediately on demand and then off when it's off. In your case, you could do the recirculating. Some of them do have a holding tank to get you the hot water faster and or recirculating, but the system fires more often to keep that water hot. So your energy savings wouldn't be as dramatic 
if you did that? I see. Right? I think I'd still experience savings, especially in the last week, 20 years. The length of time that they last is double what the average of a tank water heater is, the less space it takes up. And, you know, if you're gone for a couple of days, right, you're not using it. And, uh, you know, that's the biggest thing when you think about 20, about almost 20% of your energy consumption for heating your water is used for standby, right? Most of us, most people listening right now have a tank water heater. They're not in the shower. And that water is hot, and it's firing and staying hot just in case you need it. It's really crazy. We should all be going to on-demand water heaters. Okay. Thank you very much, Lou. You have answered a, some questions. You got to have a great morning. Appreciate you calling this morning. All right, that's how it works. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. It's 6.30 in the morning. We need to go into the WGN Newsroom. And get this news update with Don Kleppen. We all got together and we went to this brewery in Wisconsin. And uh, Deustin, Deustbecker, the cutest place in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. I highly recommend it. And on the weekends, they have food trucks and they had entertainment. And it was so, it was like a slice of Americana. Right. And we get there and there was a food truck that was doing a fish fry. And I said, we're about to go, oh my gosh, we haven't done a fish fry. We should do it. Well, I go up there and there's a sign that says, we're closed right now. We'll be right back. Hope you understand. I'm like, oh, that's funny. There's all these people. And they had other food trucks, but now I have my mindset on the fish fry, right? And there's music. There's live music playing. There's a woman singing. There's a guy playing the piano and there's a drummer or whatever. And we're sitting there going, I wonder if, do you think that they're the singers? Like, we'll be right back. We have to go perform. <laughs> Right. And right. That's what I was thinking. I go in my mind. That's like this romantic thing. And then I go up to get another beer for everybody. You know, we're getting a round of beer. And I say this to the, of course, because, you know, like I'm an old man. I'm like a dad. And I'm like, hey, so in my mind, are they singing? Are they actually singing? And the lady starts laughing. She goes, I don't know where they are. (laughs) She goes, but they're not singing. I go, well, in my mind, they're up there singing right now going, you know, doing Michael Jackson songs or whatever they were singing. Right. And then they came back. And anyway, it was delicious. But today. I do I have a little rumbly in my tummy? Oh, yes. what was it worth it? It was delicious last night. Yeah, nice. right. It was <laughs> so delicious. Good. There we oh, go because they had to go fishing. Right, <laughs> right. Oh my gosh! They caught so your good. fresh fish. Right, so good. It was so good. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Uh, let's get back to your phone calls right now. Uh, this is uh, Valerie, who is in Park Ridge. Good morning, Valerie. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. First, thank you for sharing your knowledge in such a positive way. Oh, you're welcome. That's Saturday very nice. mornings are great. Thank you. Lou, we need a new roof, and uh, we contacted two contractors who you referenced and who advertised on WGN. Mm-hmm. And their estimates featured almost identical products and you know, processes. Um, however, the cost was significantly different between them. Hmm. And I can't figure out what would contribute to a significant difference in a cost. Um, Are they both tearing the roof off? Yes. Okay. And, um, I mean, when you go line item by line item, I mean, pretty much does it compare? Yes. Hmm. And, And that's my dilemma. Right. Well, I think, you know what I would do? I'd get one more bid. 
because okay. if you just got two, you know, the kind of the age old thing is three bids and find out what the what the big discrepancy is, right? Uh, typically what will happen is, you know, if one will include a tear-off, one won't, that would be a significant amount of money. Uh, the material... Yeah, no, they're, they're, yeah the, they're both tear-offs, yeah. and they're both using the same brand of roofing. Right. I mean, the other, the, other, the other issue could be... So, you know, material costs have really risen quite a bit. Some roofers buy at the, kind of the beginning of the season, and they kind of lock in their pricing... And I'm just I'm just giving you one scenario. I don't know that this is the case, but in other words, some roofing contractors will do uh, supply deals with uh, manufacturers and get you know truckloads of stuff brought in, so that they they know that you know they paid X amount of dollars for these shingles, and that's what they're quoting. Others just buy directly from the supply house, and whatever the price is, they just add that into the bidding. And there's been a substantial increase in the cost of shingles in particular because there's so much petroleum that's used in them um so that that could be one you know what what kind of percentage difference are you talking about between the two um 20 percent well, a 20 twenty thousand dollar difference wow wow that's a lot yeah that's a lot okay. that's a lot lot that's way more than i would have thought um um the other thing too, what you could do is the person, the the bidder that is very high, you could go back to them and say, "I just want to make sure we're right on this price because I got another bid from a reputable company that's this, right?" And um, and you know sometimes people make mistakes, right? They add a zero. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt. But I also would. Um, I would also get another bid just to keep everybody honest, right? Um, I mentioned earlier this morning when the gentleman called, there is an organization called the National Roofing Contractors Association, nrca.net. And it is a national organization where you can plug in your zip code and you will get a list of their, you know, qualified roofing contractors all across the country but they'll specifically you know put it towards you to uh, give you a list of people and you could contact them and then have them take a look i mean where are you valid park ridge i mean so you're in a you know a nice central location you know that's a very you know lots of contractors work in that area you shouldn't have a problem finding you know one or two additional bids to keep everybody honest Okay. Right? Will do. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. Keep me posted. When you get the other bid or something, I'd really be curious to see where it came at. Okay. Will do. Thanks, Val. Have a great day. You too. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. What's on your uh, to-do list that you want to do in and around your home? Yesterday, because of the shower, I washed all the windows inside and out. And I got to tell you, today, I am feeling it. Up and down the ladder. The windows, like, this, my wife loves clean windows. There is nothing better in a house than clean windows. And I'm kind of weird. I really like washing windows. It's weird. And dishes. And dishes. Yeah. I know. The dishes are easier on the back. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but, uh, so anyway, there's, and then of course, you know, it started to rain a little bit. (laughs) I'm like, come on. 
I just got done. And uh, But everything's fine. I'm looking sparkly. Everything looks great. Really nice. I'm really happy. And I'm super happy. Like, I look out the window, and I'm like, look at how nice it is. So well, anyway, it's worth it all. What? I said, well, then that itself is exactly. worth it all. Exactly. It's so worth it. So what do you have on your to-do list that I can help you with this morning? All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, 857 857- Five five seven four Lou. Oh, and our uh, later on this morning we have a, a new to Lou two that. Um... It's so cool. What? It's so good. Okay, so <laughs> it's sort of like I'm just going to tease it a little bit. It's sort of like you know when you go buy yogurt and it has granola. But they figured out a way to not mix the yogurt with the granola because then it's mushy granola. Mm-hmm. Right? Imagine that for cereal. Imagine if you could drive a car, listen to WGN radio, and eat your cereal that would not be soggy. That's our Noodle 2 coming up today. You know what's good about that? Because it's sponsored, our Noodle 2 by Chevy Drive Chicago. So it's like a car thing. That could be like a giveaway. Buy a Chevy, get this thing. (laughs) I'm telling you. It's awesome. It's 6.45 in the morning. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is 857-557-4, the number 4, Lou, L-O-U. That's me. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Okay. Speaking about good ideas, so, so you know my Jenga idea for by the yard. You remember the Jenga oh, idea? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I I hope. Okay, so I had a conversation with the people at by the yard, you know, and they've got this beautiful showroom in Vernon Hills. I mean, literally, if you here's the problem: if you go to the showroom in Vernon Hills, you will buy something. So if you go there, just know that you're going to walk in. And you're going to see some amazing piece of furniture, and it's going to be everybody's going to go crazy. I mentioned the shower today, the dining table that we bought. Everyone's going to be hanging out at that dining table. So I said, we need Jenga, a Jenga game. But listen to this idea, Lindsay, that I came up with that I think would be good. So imagine like a life-size Jenga game that you, you've seen the ones that they play outside, right? They're big ones, like big blocks of wood. Mm -hmm. Well, I want them to make a Jenga game out of the by the yard material. And they, the thing is, they know that if you come to the Vernon Hills showroom, you'll buy something, right? So inside the store, I want the giant Jenga game. But then carved into the blocks of wood, strategically placed, you pull out one of the Jenga boards, you save 10%. Like it says, save 10%. Oh, I like it. You're so good. Right? Or then one like way at the bottom, you know, or like, you know, somehow they place it. Like maybe one of them's 50%. Like that's the golden ticket. It's like Willy Wonka, right? And so then, hey, we got to go to the By the Yard showroom in Vernon Hills and play Jenga. We could save up to 50%. There's only one of those in there. Strategically. That's not That's a good idea, right? And then there could be one like where you're... Uh, you know, the other thing is that, you know, because they they manufacture this stuff here in the U.S. out of milk jugs, right? And sometimes it takes a, it takes a, a fair amount of time. You got to wait, you know, to, for them to make it. You know, the lead time is pretty good. What if they were like, go to the front of the line, like a speed pass, like at your Disney World? 
Oh my gosh, if you buy that Chase Lounge, we'll fast get it pass. to you in Fast Pass. You buy that Chase Lounge because you won the Jenga board, you get it in two weeks. Huh. Is this thing on? Hey, buy the yard maintenance-free outdoor furniture. That was all part of the commercial, by the way. Buy the yard maintenance-free outdoor furniture wants to help you create your perfect outdoor space. Buy the yard furniture is constructed from plastic made from recycled milk jugs. I said that. This furniture won't splinter. It's backed by a 35-year warranty. You can shop their midsummer season sale now and save 10% on all buy the yard furniture. Or you could play Jenga. Check out the selection at their Vernon Hills showroom or shop online Buytheyard.net. Exceptionally comfortable, naturally weather-resistant. You'll fall in love with your patio all over again. That's buytheyard.net. Made it to the thing, and we were wearing what we were wearing to the thing, and my wife looked fine. And I, and so I think it's all in the in the inflection, how you use it, too. Uh, and, how you say it. Right. And so, you know, we were racing to the airport, and we were in the car, and, and I said, you know what I got to tell you? You look fine. <laughs> Oh. Girl, you look fine. Girl, you look fine. It's all in the inflection. All right. Uh, speaking of inflection, right, uh, I want to tell you about something I'm, I'm really excited about. I'm going to be hosting this event, uh, emceeing this event on September 15th with Humble Design um, to help them celebrate uh, their mission of uh, helping people get out of homelessness. It's, um, it's an organization that provides design help and furniture and accessories to people who are uh, have been homeless, families, young families, uh, people that have been in uh, you know shelters that are now going to get their own place. They come over and make the place a home, and it is such a kind of an amazing organization. We had the chance to. Are we going to talk to them? Hopefully, coming up a little bit. Just to, I'd like to have another conversation with them to share with the audience because I, we I are. think that um, it's it's just really important. And they they've got this really nice event coming up. That um, they've asked me to MC, which I uh, absolutely agreed to do because I just think what they're doing is great. Um, house is not a home without a warm bed and a place to gather your family. That is for sure. A place to call home is so important. If you go to humbledesign.org slash events, you'll see information about it. If you'd like to come, you'd like to make a donation uh, to help them, you could do that. You don't have to attend if you don't want, but it is going to be on the rooftop of the old post office, which I think is pretty cool. Um, what's kind of cool is I, I, I spent a few years as a 19-year-old kid working for a construction company on that post office when it was a post office. And um, that was a long time ago. And uh, it was a lot of that. That that was some hard work. And uh, so now we're going to be there for an event all these years later, which will be a lot of fun. Humbledesign.org slash events for the information. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Then a little bit later on this morning, about 8.30 or so, I'm going to have a conversation with the people over at Aquascapes to talk about backyard fountains and ponds and water features. I think that the uh, last few years, most of us have been doing all kinds of improvements, in particularly outside. You just talked about deck tech, how they can make your deck look great. I was joking about how nice the furniture, it's not a joke, from um, by the yard is as well. But creating those spaces and then a centerpiece can be something like a water feature in your home, which is terrific. Um, I mean, Lindsay and David uh, had a, have a pond in their backyard and fish that they have that the girls really enjoy. And a lot of people do that. 
uh, with koi fish, and it's really relaxing and beautiful. And it's a little bit of work, not going to lie, but it is, um, it really is something special. So we're going to talk about that coming up a little bit later on. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Let's get a quick call in here before we take a break. This is Judy in Naperville. Hi, Judy. Hi, Lou. Good morning, and hope you can help me. Okay, what can, what can I do for um, we have a new wall of half logs. We have filled all the nail holes with wood filler. And my concern is when we stain and seal that you're going to be able to see the, the splotches from the wood filler through the stain. Um, where is this wall, inside or outside? Inside. Okay, so it's like a, a faux log wall where they log panels? No, no, it's it's half logs, yeah, and they are real logs. Okay, and then the nail holes it's are. In our ca- Go ahead. It's up at our cabin. We have taken down a very large fireplace and replaced the wall with um, half logs to blend with the real logs. <laughs> I see. And so the nails, you face-nailed the logs into the substructure underneath it. And so when you did the putty, you did use a stainable putty, correct? Uh, That I don't know. Okay. We were given the can, and we filled the holes, and now it looks terrible because it's all splotchy. Oh, okay. So when you filled the holes, you probably went a little bit crazy and went bigger than the holes with the with the stain correct okay yes so, okay so let's do this um, when you're when you're trying to hide this stuff like this there's a couple ways to go you can either um, do the wood putty where, where the where the nails were do you know did they use nail guns or did they use nails? Like, did they use pneumatic? I believe they use nails. Okay. So uh, you can put a wood cap in there and then sand it, and then that will blend in well. Or I want you to take a sanding sponge and go right over the top of the log and sand off any of the blotchiness. So all I want to see when I'm done is, like, pretty much a round piece of putty. And it has to be stainable putty. So when you go back well, up... See, it's already it's already done. Oh, you already stained it. No, we didn't stain it, but the holes are already filled, and it has been sanded. Um, I think the boys used a electric sander to okay. sand down the, okay. the walls. And are we are we staining it a dark color? What are we staining it? No, like a golden oak. Okay. So what I want you to do then, if this is already done and sanded with the boys, take an artist brush with the stain that you have. And I want you to first stain the putty with the artist brush and let that dry. And then, and try this on one board down low, and then stain the entire board to see if it all blends in. Okay. But you want to put the, you want to put the, um, the stain on there first, let that dry, have it color, and then when you put the whole stain over the top of it, it should blend in. But you don't want to have a lot of extra out there to, um, to, 
to you know absorb it so it all blends in. Thanks for the phone call. I'm just bumping up against time. Quick break, and we'll be right back. And um, I was doing a Today Show spot, and uh, uh, Don and uh, and Andy, do you know who Stephanie Rule is? No, I, I do don't. Not no, Lindsay. You know who Stephanie Rule is, don't you? Yeah. So she is a um, a financial reporter. Um, that is on MSNBC, but she does a lot of stuff on the Today Show. And she is a very smart, uh, opinionated, tough young woman. Like, she's from Jersey and kind of wears that badge proudly. You know, like, tough Jersey girl. But she's a financial reporter, and she really is very uh, bright, and I uh, enjoy her reports, and she's very active on Twitter. And I walk into the green room, and there is that Stephanie Rule, and then also this nice, cute uh, woman from, uh, actually from Wisconsin, who is doing like a style thing. She's from like Oconomowoc, and she's like a regular... Uh, super stylish there. What? It's They're super, super stylish, stylish there. No, this, uh, her name was, her name is uh, Sarah Eggenberger. She's this tall, lovely woman, and she, anyway, so anyway... So there, I walk in and I'm in. The, I'm sta- sitting in the green room, and there's Stephanie Rule, whom I've never met before. And she comes in, you know, like after doing her segment, and I can tell that she's not in a good mood. And she sits down, and I'm just sitting there, and she's like, oh. you know, like, and she's like typing on her phone. And I said, uh, uh, Stephanie, I go, you don't know me. I go, but you are a very talented, tough, smart lady. And I really like the work that you do. And she looks up at me and she's got some, she's got glasses on and she goes, who are you? (laughs) I go, well, my, as I said, you don't know me. My name's Lou Manfredini. What are you doing here? And like, she's, you know, like she's now quizzing me. And so then I explain who I am and you know, whatever. And, uh, she goes, thank you for the compliment because I'm having the worst day. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. I go, but you really do a really nice job, and I think that you're, you know, and I kind of pat, and I've never met this one, right? So she gets up. I'm sitting at, I'm sitting at a, they have like a little, in the green room, they have like a couch, and then they have a counter with like stools, you know, where you could sit, I don't know, like a bar, but it's not a bar because there's a wall. She sits next to me. She goes, what's that? And she points to my shirt, and I don't know if any of you noticed, but now whenever I'm on television, I always wear a Misericordia shirt. Right. Just for so that exactly what just happened. She goes, what's that? I go, oh, it's an organization called Misericordia. Well, what is that? And so I start to explain to her what Misericordia is. And I said, it's an organization in Chicago. It's been around for over 50 years, started by this nun, Sister Rosemary Connolly. And, you know, a home with uh, adults for adults and children with developmental disabilities. And I explain about the Scylla homes. As I'm explaining this, she starts crying. I go, are you okay? She goes, I just started working with an organization in New Jersey that's kind of similar to this. And I go, oh, well, you need to come to Chicago because you need to experience Misericordia because it's like nothing else that you would ever experience. And she's like intently listening to me. Like at this point, she did something that I wouldn't, uh, you know, like, because I'm always, because uh, I'm, you know, uh, a very tactical person. She, like, puts her hand on my hand. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, whatever. It was, very, it was just this very nice moment oh. between me and this woman who started with, who are you, right? 
And um, so she goes, I want to do a story on Misericordia. I go, that would be great. And she goes, what's your phone number? And I go, well, here, I'll give you my card. And she says, you have a card? I go, yeah. She goes, you're so old. (laughs) Gosh. So wait. So now this is my question. Do people not have, so this is a long way to get here. Andy, do you have a business card? I do. Don? I just got some made. I got to go pick them up, actually. Right. Is that not a thing? <laughs> I thought it was. Does so David I. have a business card? What about me? Do I have, do I have, have 500 business cards that I got 500 yeah, you, years ago? Right, I know. And they're you, upstairs. I, in well, the- I knew the answer to that. <laughs> I knew the answer that you had them. David, you know, it is funny. I, I just saw a business card sitting on our coffee table from somebody, and I picked it up. I'm like, what? And I... And I was going to throw it away. And he was like, well, uh, wait, no, 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 no. You know, right. he actually, because right. he, he does use them. I don't use them. Now, I put it in my phone and I throw it away. Now, my business card, I have a little fun with my business card. Lindsay, you yes. know my business card. My okay. business card is a name tag. Hmm. Okay. So it says, it's white and blue. And it says, hello, my name is. And in the middle, it says, Lou Manfredini. <laughs> nice. Right? Good. And because and it's always a conversation thing too, right? It's like I'm not going to take myself too seriously. Now I also have an Ace Hardware one because we, you know, in the hardware stores. If I'm doing that kind of stuff, so I have two sets. But it was just such a thing. You have a business card. You're so old. <laughs> <laughs> so well, what I mean, do the kids do now? Yeah. Do they like send a digital one? I know that there's a like you could text uh, your contact information, right? And it would go right to your phone. I guess, yeah. but handing a card is still a little See, quicker than the text. Look at Don. Don is the youngest guy here. Yeah. Right? And yeah. he's still... I still ha- got it. You still got it. Right? <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I would mean- lose it. <laughs> I would lose the card, and then I would never call that person because I wouldn't... I would lose it. Right. No, I get that. I don't that. have a Rolodex anymore. Like, those aren't... I don't even think those are made anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. right? <laughs> My God. I haven't heard the word Rolodex in I don't know how long. That is so funny. Or I, I could put it in my Palm Pilot. And anybody oh, have a Palm right. Pilot, well, Andy? Right. I did. Palm Pilot? Back in the day. Yeah, right? I still have in my contacts now, every now and then, however it merged years ago, if I'm in my phone, it'll come up and the Palm thing will be there because it came <laughs> when they merged it. I'm like, oh my gosh. That, I think that person's dead. <laughs> God rest their soul. Anyway, you're so old. I'm like, Thanks. I thought I was looking good. Jeez. <laughs> I'm on this Seattle Sutton thing. But that's, that's a great story. I love it. It was a great story. That, it, was, it, re- it was really very sweet. And uh, and we'll see if she follows through. And uh, anyway, very nice. Stephanie Rule. Lovely, smart, Jersey girl. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back right after this. Hi, good morning. I may help you. I talked to you about a month ago about woodpeckers destroying our house. Well, we decided because a couple of our neighbors went with hardy board, they took down their drive it mm-hmm. and went with hardy board. Mm-hmm. And we now have decided on grass it. Have you heard of that? No. What Graphite is Graphite siding? Oh, okay. But that's a manufacturer? No, that's the type of siding instead of the hardy board. Oh. It's a little less expensive yeah. and lighter, and uh, the samples look nice. I just wanted to know if you had an opinion. I have not put it on. I know the product you're talking about, and I've only held a little piece of it in my hand. So, um, you know, one of the, the – I think that the 
in talking to the manufacturer of it, they, they it does a little better on ground contact and moisture than Hardy. Hardy can, if it gets wet underneath the film, can puff out a little bit, sometimes cause a little bit of uh, mushrooming on the boards. In particular, the first couple of boards that may be close to the ground contact. But once it's up, uh-huh. it's, 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 it's really good. Who's the maker of that board? Do you know? I honestly don't know. Okay. Uh, we went out to a place in um, in Mundelein to see a development that did it all. Right. Um, and it looked it looked very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and are they it's are they, just costly? Are, yeah, are they telling you it's woodpecker proof? Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, it's a relatively new product. I want to say maybe the last five years or so, I would be super curious if you could tell me who the maker is, because um, what I would love to see is, and I don't even know if you can find this, but if there's a development somewhere that's maybe two or three years old that you could drive by, you know, it always looks... Yeah, this one's, this this development was pretty new. Right. Um, It all looks, everything looks fantastic when it's new. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what they told us about. Drive it when we put it in 30 years ago. Right, yeah, well, drive it was the greatest thing ever. You'll never do anything to drive it. It's amazing. And uh, so, you know, that, that that's the thing. The, my, I mean, I hate to say this, but my only concern would be is the newness of it. And, uh, you know, Hardy also, um, Certainteed makes a, a board, uh, a synthetic board as well that's been around for a while, and it's a little bit more proven. And uh, it's called Smart Strand, and I would Smart ju- Strand, yeah, by Certainteed. That you know, I just worry about you know, it's new, and then it, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we forgot, we didn't know about that. You know, I, 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 a perfect example. I, I talk a lot about on the show that we were one of the first people to install. Trex decking back in the late 80s, 80s, early 90s. And, you know, Trex, one of the first synthetic deck products out there, actually they invented the category, was awesome in the beginning, but then it had all these problems. And it's evolved, and, you know, there were these clash action lawsuits against it, and really that's true of all the synthetic decking companies. And then they've evolved and gotten better, right? And now they've kind of figured it all out, but it took 30 years. Right? Yeah. So now you got a product that's been out there, I think it's about five years, relatively new, and it probably performs unbelievably well in Arizona. I'm just making that up, but you know, where we don't have the kind of weather extremes that we have here in the Midwest. And I, I just wonder whether or not taking a gamble uh, on that for you. I mean, what's the plan on your house? How long are you going to be there? Um, well, uh, God, w- God willing, 70, so not, not too much longer. Right. So, you know, there's two ways to go. You could save a little bit of money and do this. I mean, you can also, you know, some of the vinyl materials really, really nice too. And that's woodpecker proof. Yeah. Right. Who, who's okay. bit, who's bidding on these projects for you, Gail? Have you gotten bids on it? Um, like from just one. Okay. Just, 
So one. He did the uh, houses in our area. Got it. Right. Uh, J.R. J.R. Construction. Got it. So I would, if you're doing a whole house with this, and now we're going to remove uh, stucco, which is a big job. That's a lot of lot of work to do that. Um, it's drive. Yeah, I'll just drive, drive it. It's drive it. Right. You need to get multiple bids on this because it's going to vary dramatically. And, um, you know, people like, um, you know, the the roofing contractors that sponsor the show and the station, Lindholm Roofing, Rogers Roofing, they offer siding services, cobblestone remodeling, they offer uh, siding services as well. And they can install with their installers, any one of those people can install it doesn't matter what the siding is, that the, the material is. There's there's obviously method to how it goes up, but they would have the experience to use that and would be someone that could offer you, you know, get as many alternatives as possible, right? I mean, if all of a sudden you're talking about spending $50,000, right? I'm making that number right. up, but I bet I'm pretty close, right? Yeah, you are. Um, and so now... If we did it all in vinyl, it with a really high quality vinyl and wrapped stuff in aluminum and this and that, and we did it for thirty thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not really good at the math, but that's less, <laughs> right? And it'll yeah. still look really nice. So, you know, make sure that you're eyes wide open with the cost and longevity and and value proposition to the house. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for your input. I appreciate it. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574. Lou, you think I can make a quick call in two minutes and not be late? What do you think? Risky. All right. Well, let's try it. This is uh, Andy in Palatine. Hi, Andy. You're on Housemarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. My husband and I are at wit's end regarding a roof problem. House built in 1970 has a prefab chimney, got a new roof eight years ago from a major contractor in Palatine. About a month ago, I'm taking a shower, and there was a waterfall on the ceiling coming down the walls. So the ceiling got wrecked. We had the contractor come take a look. Uh, they, they caulked around the uh, chimney, there, uh, they took photos. There doesn't appear to be any flashing around the chimney, just caulk. We got the most uh, uh, durable. Uh, uh, um, well, hold on. I'm going to stop you right there. The sh- I'm going to stop the you right shingles. there. We need flashing, not caulk. Okay. I mean, it needs to be yeah. flashed. And that's what we told him. That's what we told him. Now he's saying we should get a new chimney. No. Um, do me a favor. When did you get this roof done? Eight years ago. Okay. There should be flashing. And around. they should There should be flashing, and then if there's a, uh, depending on where the chimney is, where the roof comes down to it, does the roof come down to a hard V on the back of the chimney? Uh, you know, like, does it no. cascade down, or is there what's called a cricket that sets the roof up a little bit? I'm not sure. Okay. They're absolutely 100% should be flashing, not caulk. That is roofing 101. And if this person isn't going to do that for you, then I would contact either Lindholm Roofing or Rogers Roofing. 
they do small repairs, have them come out and take a look at it. They will be able to install flashing and then ultimately counter flashing, which with a prefabbed chimney will be very important to keep this from leaking again. Okay. Yeah, this is a this is a ba- bad install 101 based on what you're describing. All right. Okay. All right, and it'll be fixed. It, and help. when you and when you get it fixed, call me back because I want to you know, be like, oh yeah, you were right. Not that I want to be right, but I want you to be not taking a shower. I want you to be taking a shower and getting wet from the water coming from the shower head, not from the ceiling. Right? Is that so much to ask for? Seven thirty-one in the morning. Who loves cereal? Who loves cereal? Raise your hand. Can you believe how expensive cereal is? You want to make sure that every right? bite counts that's our noodle to come up right after this report at wgn radio news andy mazer favorite morning cereal go cheerios cheerios with a banana sliced banana in it raisins R- raisins Ooh, yeah. raisins interesting i don't think i've ever had no I, I, although i do like a good raisin bran that's good although, stuff you too. know what huh. raisin bran kind of makes you toot huh. <laughs> anyway Lindsay, favorite Favorite morning cereal. Go. O's. O's. I don't even know what that is. They're like, um, they're kind of like Cheerios, but with like the little nuts in the middle of them or like little crunchies in the middle. Does anyone know? Anyone? 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 O's? O's. It's a yellow box with a big red O, O, Mm. O, H, S. I mean, I think that if you had. What's yours? Well, I think if you have, I have several. But if it was had it, you, this was it, it would be Frosted Flakes. Oh, if this if, was it, Fruit Loops. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. If this goes back to childhood, it'd be Apple Jacks. Apple Jacks. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Apple Jacks. A is for one. Apple, J is for Jacks. Right, right. I mean, but I also, I'm a purist, too. I love a good Rice crispy, Rice Krispies, Snap Crackle Pop. Yeah. That's good. With a banana. You got to put mm, the banana in there. Healthy. Well, yes. yeah, right? It's good for you. But uh, I always remember, as a kid, it was always Frosted Flakes. I would go to basketball practice in grade school. I would come home late. I would have my mother would have dinner, you know, waiting for me, which was very nice. And then I would go take a shower, you know, after practice. Then I would come back downstairs and I would take a Tupperware bowl, empty the box into the Tupperware bowl and eat the whole thing. And I was this big. I'm holding up my pinky. Right. Right. Because I was, whatever, 13. I think I remember I was 13. I was 6'1", and I weighed 135 pounds. Oh. <laughs> String bean. Right? Right, right, right. Wait, but it's funny because this your cereal selections that you just made are going to be perfect for this weekend's new Tulu 2 because Rice Krispie Treats and Frosted Flakes both get soggy within like 10 seconds. And here's our new Tulu 2 sponsored by ChevyDriveChicago.com. If you've got little ones in your house, that alarm clock is going to be ringing a little earlier in a couple weeks when school starts. Chances are you and they are going to need all the time you can get. And this weekend's new Tulu 2 might just give you an extra 10 minutes on the clock. 
The Crunch Cup is going to be your go-to mobile cereal solution. It allows you to ditch the spoon and bowl and take your cereal on the go. Whether you're on the way to school, sitting on the couch, at your desk, or on the move, you can enjoy your cereal anywhere with this dual-chambered, reusable, dishwasher-safe tumbler. Okay, to put it simply, it is a smaller cup inside a larger cup. Milk goes in the outer cup and then your cereal in the smaller inner cup. They're designed in a way so that the cereal and the milk will hit your mouth simultaneously, allowing you to enjoy a crunchy bite of cereal with every bite. No sogginess. I will say it's a little confusing at first, but it gets simpler and faster when you get the hang of it. You just have to eat a lot of Fruit Loops or Wheaties. You know, practice makes perfect. But once you do, it is going to be your go-to cereal solution. Cerealistly. Get it? My only issue with it is that the cereal cup only holds three-fourths of a cup of cereal, which, yeah, technically is what the serving sizes usually are, but who only has three-quarters of a cup of cereal? Crunch Cup goes for about 25 bucks, comes in various colors, and can be seen on our YouTube House Smarts channel. So check it out and click the subscribe button while you're there. So, is it kind of like uh, you know with the kids they go to the bar and they do the uh, they they do the shots in their mouth like <laughs> right when they take the two like here's the, the cream de- what's it called the ski shots or whatever or like when they shot ski kind of shot shot ski. Ski. yeah oh my well, gosh that's the one <laughs> I'm my old the ski shot the skiing the shots the only reason why I know that is that I made one of those once with Mallory. <laughs> Dad, I need you to help me make a shot ski. I'm like, right. what is that? Then <laughs> uh, we made one. Anyway, okay. So it's kind of, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Because we, it, well, you wouldn't know this now because your kids are older. But now, you know, when you feed a baby a bottle, there's now an inner thing that's inside the bottle. Oh, like a little baggy kind of, yeah. Well, no, it's not, well, it's sort of like a baggie, but it's yeah. it's more like a stem, and it's supposed to be, you don't have to burp the baby either at all or very limited. Yes. Something. So the, sh- the thing sort of looks like that. So you put the milk on the outside, then the cereal goes on the inside. So there's a bigger hole for the cereal to come out. Like huge, like talking like a half dollar size. Right. And then a tiny little hole where the milk comes out. That's like a... Pencil tip size. I mean, maybe. So when you raise the glass, raise your glass. That would have been a good one too. But we don't have the rights for that song. Anyway, you raise the glass, the cereal pops into your mouth, and then the milk goes in at the same time. I mean, I will tell you, the first. You spilled it all over yourself. I mean, I. (laughs) It was like. I don't think I screwed it on all the way. That was my problem. Oh. So I took a sip and I didn't feel it. If all of a sudden I looked at mom's, my daughter's like, mom, mom, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I looked down and I just got milk everywhere. It's all over the floor. Right. But once you get the hang of it, it is. Or the Gilkey windows eliminate the transmission of nearly all UV radiation. That makes a huge difference all year, especially with Chicago's weather extremes. Now, Here's another reason to choose Gilkey. Right now, you can buy one window and get one 50% off and 25% off Gilkey patio doors. Gilkey also has no money down, low interest finance plans available. You can stop by one of their showrooms to see these beautiful windows in person. No appointment needed. In Chicago Ridge, they're open Monday through Saturday. Or Palatine, they're open seven days a week, even Sunday. 
or you can set up a free no-obligation in-home estimate from a trained factory rep. Call 888-3-GILKEY. That's 888-3-G-I-L-K-E-Y. Or go to gilkey.com. You can choose vinyl or you can choose fiberglass. Just be sure to choose Gilkey. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. It's time now for WGN Radio News. You know, grape nuts, talk about... Those never go soggy. Those... (laughs) Chewing gravel. I don't mind grape nuts. He goes, oh, you put a little honey on it. But I mean, if you don't put enough milk on there, it's like you're eating sand. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone? The spokesperson for grape nuts? Wilfred Brimley. Stretch. Nope. It wasn't him? No. I thought it was. No. When I say it, you may remember it. it even, this might even be a little too long ago for Andy. I know I'm a little bit older than Andy. Yule Gibbons. Okay, yeah. Right? I remember that Yule. name. No. <laughs> I remember the name. But it's like, who was he? Yule Gibbons. But he was the Grape Nuts guy. Oh, I love my Grape Nuts. And he would be there eat the Grape Nuts. And he'd be like, <laughs> Because it was like eating sand. <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents used to eat that all the time. That's, oh what, that's the only thing that was at, at their house when we slept over. <laughs> Here, kids. Come on. Come on, Andy. No, Cheers no, Grandma. No. I don't want any. Don't, don't make me eat the sand, Grandma. <laughs> you know, there was a shortage of grape nuts during the uh, pandemic. I couldn't find them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I do remember that. Yeah. That was like one of the things, right? Yep. Oh, my God. That's funny. Are you crying? No, I'm not crying. <laughs> You're Great laughing. Yule so Gibbons. We hardly knew you. Yule. Yule. Oh man. Find out what. Find out what Yule Gibbons was famous for, will you please? Wait. So, what are some of the other favorites of your texters that are coming in? I want to uh, know. Quisp. Anyone? Quisp. Quisp. Oh yeah, I had a little guy with the propeller on the top of his head. The guy with the propeller on the top. Yeah. That was one of them that yeah. came through. Um, uh, Rice Krispies, Cheerios. My my. My father-in-law is a big Cheerios guy, but how about how expensive cereal is right now? Now I'm not a huge cereal eater, but um, uh, what's the granola? What's the big granola one that I re- that was like the main granola one that you used to get? The granola cereal that was like the big brand. I like that too. Granola, good granola cereal. Granola is very yummy. Yeah, Yule, Yule Gibbons. Oh, hold on. Yeah, I think Yule. He was an outdoorsman. Author of Stalking the Wild Asparagus. He was. A, oh, he was an an outdoorsman. Yeah, yeah. right. Health right, because it was like nuts and berries. Like he'd pick them off. He'd he. I think in the commercials, like he would take a thing of wheat and like put it in his hand and then put some milk on it. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yule Gibbons. He probably passed away a long time ago. Nineteen seventy-five. Wow. The shortage was caused by the top secret way the cereal made of wheat and barley, and not grapes or nuts, is made. Oh. What, what like, did it have a computer chip in it and we didn't know about it? Uh, it was actually a right? used car. Or yes. there was one it was a used car, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> he got right. COVID or something. Right, exactly. Oh, well, anyway, there you go. Grape nuts, quisp. I'm sure other ones will come in as well. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Uh let's see. Oh, go to the number one. Line four, uh, caller. Good morning. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Good morning. Hi there. Who's this? This is Elaine Withers. I'm calling from Madison, Illinois. Hi, Elaine. Uh, How may I, I help you? Uh, I'm desperate. I hope you can help me. I. I uh, am uh, trying to get estimates on a bow 
window replacement, and I'm sort of uh, overwhelmed with all the different information I've been getting. And the one question I would like to clear up, I had three different companies uh, to give me estimates. The first one did not mention down at the foundation where the bow window rests. Uh, it seems that my house has the window rests on like three bricks or blocks. And, uh, well, the first one didn't even mention that, but he installed a window across the street from me, and he did put in a uh, concrete slab. And uh, the second one right away said that this is how it should be constructed with the concrete slab. And uh, he explained to me this is why the window is right at the bottom because the water uh, was standing and what have you. Which, if he explained it, it kind of made sense to me. Okay. So I could get the third estimate, and this is the one that threw me for a loop because two other people had addressed this. He said, no, you don't need it. You don't need that concrete slab. And he said that's what created the water in the first place. And so right now I'm like, oh, who am I supposed to believe? All right, let me understand this. So you have a bow window yes, that extends, when you're in the house looking out of the bow window, is the bottom of the window at the same level of the floor, like you walk out to it, or is it elevated? It's slightly elevated. Okay, so it isn't that you're standing, you can walk out into the bow area of the window, it's slightly elevated, and... Yes. And, like, there's a little sill there um, that you could put plants on or even sit there. Exactly. Okay. And the current window that you have now, you do have a slab underneath there or you don't? No, no, no. Uh, uh, As it explained to me, because my neighbor mentioned this at first, because I, you know, was trying to get information from her. Right. She said when they took the window out, that they explained to her they had to put this concrete uh, slab across there because it was the window was constructed on three, I guess, blocks. Right, right, right. uh, Wait, let me stop. Let me let me just stop you a second so I can understand this. When I'm on the outside of the house looking in, looking at the home, the bow window that's protruding out from the house, there's nothing underneath the window as it's hanging out off of the house correct uh no no like i could walk up to that window and put my hand under the part of the window that protrudes out from the from the face of the house yeah okay you don't need anything underneath that at all because because i mean if we're talking about a bow window right so if you had to guess when you're standing, how far out does the window protrude from the flat elevation of the house? A foot? Oh, maybe, maybe. Okay. It's not very far. Okay. So that whole window would get constructed to be built to the opening that you have. That entire bow window would come out and the new one would go in. Now, With nothing at the bottom, you know, at that bottom portion of it, 
it tends to be perhaps a little colder in the wintertime because there's no insulation, but there is no reason to construct a structure underneath there to support the window. It doesn't need that. Nor, and quite frankly, the one person that said, if I was going to build that bow that you spoke of, I mean, A, it would... It would need to be a foundation going down below frost level. There's no reason to add that added expense for all that. And if I am mounting that on top of a piece of of concrete or something like that, ultimately, if the caulking or flashing were ever to fail, water could get into that slab, which ultimately could probably wouldn't come into your house, but it could. But um, if we're just replacing a bow window like that, you don't need anything underneath it. Oh my! Well, they were—I mean, so convincing. And then to hear that my neighbor—they installed that in hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has been quite an ordeal. I'm 88 years old, and my head is spinning. And I never dreamed that uh, <laughs> replacing a window would cost so much. Do you have Do you have a pen or a pencil handy? Yes, I have. Okay. Um, have you received a uh, a bid yet from the Gilkey Window Company? Yes, I have. And what did they want to do? They said, the uh, person told me, no, you don't need it. And uh, that that was just kind of shocking because the other two had said, you do. I've done business. I I have done business with the Gilkey Window Company and represented their company for a very long time. They make high quality windows and do a really good job of installing the products that they build. If you're looking for an opinion, I would go with the Gilkey. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I've, I've heard the, their advertise that they are one of your sponsors. You know, but this was just real, to have two people tell me the same thing, and um, and when when Gilkey said no, you don't need it, it, it was just like ah, and I was convinced that I did need that. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, hopefully we hopefully we got your head to spin a little less. I hope so. <laughs> uh, well, I, I I listen to you every Saturday, and I thank you so much. Oh, one other question: uh, What do you recommend, the vinyl or the fiberglass? If you're going to do a uh, this window that we spoke of, I would do the fiberglass. It's a stronger the window. Fiberglass. Stronger window costs a little bit more, but it's a better investment and will just last so much longer. All right. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Appreciate your call this morning. Hey, we need to catch up on a a few pieces of business. We'll do that, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to House Smarts Radio. Now, probably for as long as I can remember, when it comes to uh, the home that we live in, we have had some type of water feature uh, outside in the back, uh, whether it was a little bitty waterfall or a little bit pond. And over the years, it's changed and evolved. And it's quite popular, has been for quite some time, to put these water features in yards and in commercial properties and places like that. One of the leading companies that is based in the Chicagoland area is called Aquascapes. Joining me on the phone line right now is Greg Widstock, who is the pond guy and owner and CEO of Aquascapes. Greg, good morning. A long time no speak. Nice to have you on House Marts once again. 
Yeah, buddy. It's been, uh, we probably saw each other at the Old House, New House show over at the Old Pheasant Run oh my Resort gosh. in St. Charles, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just burned to the ground. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That's right. It's been a very long time. Uh, Greg, for, for those that don't know uh, what Aquascapes is, give us a little uh, description of your company and what it is you folks do. Okay, so this is, this. I'm not, it's my 31st year doing this. Wow. So this was, uh, I started this company when I was in college. I built my first pond, actually, in Wheaton, where I moved with 11 of my pet turtles back in <laughs> 1982. And my parents promised me I could uh, build a backyard pond to hold them. And uh, I went back there with this just strong back in a wheelbarrow and a shovel and went to the library because, as of course, you remember 1982, the days before the Internet. And all of, this, all of the places said to make it out of concrete to make it strong. Well... <laughs> Lou, you know what happens in Chicagoland winters, and yeah. uh, that ground heaves and froze, and that pond leak turned green, and my prize turtles migrated away, and that was the beginning of my odyssey as a 12-year-old kid, <laughs> ripping out and rebuilding my pond every year, trying to get it to hold water. So here you are, uh, you know, a young man kind of figuring this thing out, and um, you ultimately then start your business where you're, you know, trying to convince people, hey, I can put this pond in your backyard, and and you sort of come up with, um, you know, by doing your research and whatnot, a way to do it that is a little bit more environmentally friendly and also, in a way, it, it almost self-sustains itself. Well, what we dubbed the Aquascape ecosystem approach uh, happened kind of by default because I was a paradigm shift. I came from not in the industry. I came from a hobbyist background, and everybody was trying to manufacture filters to clean dirty water and I was trying to manufacture filters that uh, made beautiful water features so my first my first filters as a you know teenager were garbage cans and cattle troughs and eventually that turned into uh, at age 24 patenting a, a, a rotationally molded filter for a, a biological filter and a rotationally molded filter for a skimmer and uh, that was what really launched Aquascape into uh, international company having patented a unique way and a different approach, which was to work with Mother Nature instead of against her and have the filters as part of the water feature versus trying to have it outside and separately, you know, filtering the water. And I mean, this is something, obviously, you know, the, the filtration part of, of putting a, a water feature is perhaps something that uh, the average homeowner doesn't think about. But if you don't take care of that water, then you just spent all this money building this pond or waterfall that just looks nasty and smells nasty. And, you know, I know for a lot of your customers, right, they'll, they'll actually, like you mentioned, have turtles or, or fish in these ponds. And so that's very important. But let's talk a little bit about the design of it. Um, you know, if someone's listening and they're like, well, you know, I live in Mount Prospect or, you know, I live in Orland Park or maybe I, 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 I live in St. Charles, I don't have a lot of room for all this. Um, how big or how small can you folks make uh, a water feature in, at someone's home? Well, let's put it this way. I've never been to a property I couldn't fit a water feature into. Now, there's everything from koi ponds and water gardens to pondless waterfalls that you can turn on and off with a switch to all the way down to fountainscapes. So depending on somebody's size, depending on their desires, depending on their budget, we have something that would fit everybody from ponds to pondless to fountains. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we still, with all of them, still work with the, work with Mother Nature, not against her ecosystem approach where we try to keep 
very low maintenance to basically improve the consumer's experience with the water feature. So you folks are still actively um, installing these uh, ponds. Um, what about like the maintenance that has to go into it? So let's say that somebody puts in a you know a nice water feature with a pond or something like that. Is that something that's fairly easy for them to maintain? Is that something that the folks at Aquascapes can help with? So, so basically, you know, if you build an ecosystem approach to a water feature, you know, so let's say you're going to have a koi pond or a goldfish pond or a water lily pond, you need five, we call it the five-part beautiful pond recipe, which is rocks and gravel, so that's the substrate for bacteria to grow in, mm-hmm. plants, which is your aquatic plants like water lilies or, you know, cattails or just tons of your marginal plants, you know, which, of course, are self-watering. Then you have fish. And every time, Lou, somebody tells me they don't want fish, I say, no, yes, you do. They say, no, we don't. I say, yes, you do. And of course, they don't percent of the time because their fish become their pets and they feed them. And they say they're not going to feed them, and they do. So then, of course, they grow, and then they want a bigger pond. The average consumer likes to make water features. They think they're biggest, good, better, best. Uh, but those three parts of the beautiful pond recipe are, you know, kind of universal. And then the, the last two parts, the, the biological and mechanical filtration, which is your filters, which is your skimmer filter to handle surface debris, just like in a swimming pool or a hot tub. You just have a, a, a weird door that catches everything into a, a basket you empty. It's like having somebody cut your lawn for you and you have to uh, empty the bag. And then the last part is your pump and your plumbing. So if you put those five parts into the beautiful pond recipe, it should that area should be be definitely less than the same area hmm. as the grass, but you will need to do a once-a-year clean-out to start up your year. So Aquascape and many of our certified Aquascape contractors in Chicago and offer that as a service. Of course, if you're a hobbyist and don't mind draining out the dirty water and filling it with new water, um, you can do that. But uh, it is a unbelievably enjoyable hobby. They say that uh, once you have a pond, you'll never have a house without one because yeah. it just increases your enjoyment and time outside. And, uh, you know, after 31 years of doing this, I'm still a hobbyist myself and still sit by my water feature every day. And even in the, uh, you know, the off season, you're looking out to see, you know, the birds and stuff coming through the hole in the ice that you have your heater in. And it's just a great hobby. We're, we're the largest manufacturer in North America of water feature products. So we ship all over the world, but North America, we ship to certified aquascapes contractors and they, they put ponds and water features in people's yards, or you just go to amazon.com and aquascape Inc. And you can just get your products and do it yourself. If you're an ambitious hobbyist. Wow. Yeah. And you have, and you're, and you're strong because <laughs> it, because it is depending yeah, on the know. size that, like you said, right. When you started, it was a, you had a strong back and a wheelbarrow and it's a lot of work, but, uh, but it's nice to know that you even have the ability as a DIY person, if they really wanted to tackle it and, um, you know, try and figure out how to do it yourselves. I, I think you probably even have instructional uh, information, right, on your website. Is that right? Oh, my gosh. We are we are YouTubeaholics. So we have Greg Whitstock, the pond guy, on YouTube, which is the lifestyle channel, so people can get inspiration. We have Team Aquascape that's, that is the construction channel. And then we have Ed the Blue, the pond professor, which is the science channel. So seven days a week, three days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday for mine, Tuesday, Thursday, and, and Sunday for uh, for the Team Aquascape, and every Saturday for Ed the Pond Professor, we're producing a vlog for YouTube to inspire people to live the Aquascape lifestyle. Greg Whitstock is the Pond Guy and the owner and CEO of Aquascapes. All right, Greg, if people are listening to this going, hey, this sounds pretty cool, uh, where do they go to uh, learn more and possibly contact you about coming out to take a look at stuff in the Chicagoland area? Yeah, 
Aquascape Inc. A Q U A S C A P E I N C dot com and Lou. Uh, we have uh, our pond tour, which we didn't do during COVID, but we have our annual pond tour that's going on August twenty seventh and twenty eighth, Saturday and Sunday, all around Chicago. There'll be over forty some stops on tour where people can go and actually talk to people that are owning their water features and and get inspiration for themselves. That's awesome, and they'll find information at Aquascapes dot com. Aquascape Inc. Inc. dot com. Got it. St. Charles, Illinois. Aquascape Inc. Greg, always nice to speak with you. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Hey, thanks a lot, Lou. You too. Listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. Our phone number is eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi. I'm not from the Twin Cities. I'm from Berwyn. <laughs> oh, sure you are. The Twin Cities of the Chicagoland area. Berwyn, Cicero. Everybody knows well, that's the Twin Cities. Well, and the Cities. Manfredini City also. Right. There's a lot of Manfredinis in Berwyn. That's right. Oh, lots of them. <laughs> How may I help you this morning? I really enjoy your show, Lou. Uh, what I want to know is, uh, is wet and forget safe for a naughty dog? Because he licks everything. And if we, my son uses it on his garage, will he get sick? <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've never heard you say anything about it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, that's an interesting thing. You always say to wet down the grass and everything around, so I'm assuming that it will kill other things. Well, okay, so it is, (laughs) I mean, you know, I I honestly haven't looked at, obviously you don't want to drink this stuff, but it does, what it does do, the whole idea behind wet and forget is it, it kills the organic material that causes that discoloration, right? So the reason that they recommend that you wet down the grass or the bushes is because those are organic, right? And yes. and if you don't pretreat it, the wet and forget could kill the grass or uh, harm bushes and things like that, which is by diluting it, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Will the dog lick it? I doubt it. It's not tasty smelling or anything like that. Um, uh-huh. will it kill the dog? No. If the dog did lick it, would it make the dog have a upset stomach? Maybe. Um, here's what I would okay, say. We'll try. Yeah. Here. And the thing is spraying it on the side of a garage. You know, if the dog is going up to the side of the garage and licking the side of the garage, you need to take the dog to a dog therapist. Because that's a problem. <laughs> well, this one really needs it. I mean, he is really <laughs> naughty. Uh, I I told him to take him back where he got it, but he says, no, he's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> Keep him. Um, you know what? Okay. I, you bring up an interesting point. Maybe what I'll, I'll have Lindsay uh, in the next hour look up. We'll go to Wet and Forget. They usually have an... Uh, uh, what they call an MS data sheet on the product, you know, and we'll mm-hmm. see what they what they say about it just from a safety perspective. I'm That'd sure. I'm sure. Can I it's, ask you another question? Sure, sure. Yeah, we uh, we put uh, this uh, Scott's weed and feed on our grass twice. My husband put it early in the spring, and then the people that cut our grass put it on. We have loads of weeds, and we don't know what to do. Someone says you can't put it on again. I don't know if we did it improperly or if. The cutter did it improperly, but we just have loads of weeds. Well, and and I mean, you this time of year. I mean, you could do a broadleaf weed killer now um, that should kill the weeds and probably 
you know, won't kill the lawn. I mean, they're, they're, but, but here's the thing. Roundup may, no, excuse me. Let me think about this. Who's got it? There is a weed killer that I believe is by Roundup that will you can apply to the grass that doesn't kill the grass but kills the weeds. Now you have to decide no, whether can or not you get that at ease. You can. You have to decide mm-hmm. whether there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, concern as it pertains to Roundup products as far as health concerns. It's still readily available on the market, but you need to determine whether or not you feel safe enough to use it. Like the wet and forget data that we're trying to find for you, you have to read all the safety precautions when it comes to using any kind of chemical, in particular on your lawn. So, you know, if you look for this weed killer, that I I believe it's by Roundup, will kill the weeds, not the grass. Try that. And maybe another thing that you do as well, Marion, is once that's down, after a couple of weeks, you know, we'll then be into, you know, almost September, you -hmm. could do a little fall seeding, which would help crowd out the weeds, and then, you know, whoever does your landscaping, perhaps Mm -hmm. you um, um, have them do some core aeration and a lawn rake to get rid of all that stuff. That will help to get the lawn ready for next spring. Keep in mind, too, sometimes when you have landscaping services, you know, and they're back and forth with, uh, um, you know, they just cut somebody else's um, lawn. They and then they cut the grass for us. Right. But then they come um, they come with, with other uh, with other lawn clippings from other yards that get dropped down. And sometimes that can spread some weeds as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And. A few weeks ago, you gave someone the idea uh, how to clean their toilet. I just had this last one with the uh, those markings in it. They kind of orange, and I can't get them out. Um, and you said you should put something in a tank and then something in the toilet. All right. So the tank cleaner, which will clean the inside of the tank, is a product called. And you have to use that overnight. Well, so, what if you use the bathroom overnight? <laughs> well, I mean, then you do 80, your... Ba- I'm 88. No, 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 under, understood. But so, okay, so let's just say right before you curl up with a good book and, you know, at 10 o'clock at night or whatever time you go to bed, uh-huh. put it in there. In a perfect world, the toilet doesn't get flushed for six hours, but if it's only a couple hours, then it is what it is. And mm-hmm. um, so then that will clean the tank. Then on the inside... There's a terrific cleaner if the to- as long as the toilet is white. That's important. Yes, um, it is. A product called Wink, W H I N K, and you squirt that into the bowl. And mm-hmm. what what I think would be helpful is if you take um, a cup and pull some of the water out of there and just dump it into the sink. So you lower the water level a little bit. You know, just mm-hmm. in the bowl. Then apply the wink, wear some rubber gloves, use a Scotch-Brite pad, and scrub it clean, and that should do the trick. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this. I appreciate you calling this morning. 857-557-4LOU. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. So, you know, uh, we had that lady call in about the wet and forgetting the dog that licks the siding that needs uh, mental health care. Uh, so I found, and Lindsay found the safety data sheet. You know, whenever any of um, products and chemicals that you buy or use, there's something called a material safety data sheet that 
is required by these companies or by the government rather for people to so you can read about it right and there's a listing here that says in case of ingestion right like if you were to drink it don't do it it says if you swallow it rinse your mouth don't induce vomiting call poison control right so if the dog's gonna lick it which i don't think the dog is gonna lick it because it doesn't you know it doesn't smell like hot dogs right or something a dog would be interested in uh but uh the safety data sheet is always good information for anything that you use guess what for over 30 years my friends over at uh cobblestone remodeling have trusted bill conforti and cobblestone remodeling to improve their homes uh and their greatest asset their home right cobblestone remodeling bill and his team help make that investment last cobblestone's exterior division division specializes in replacement siding windows and doors and using only quality products combined with expert installation their services will increase your home's value and curb appeal you're going to love the way your home looks 773-661-0606 or visit cobblestoneremodeling.com to schedule your free consultation cobblestone remodeling designed to your vision tailored to your lifestyle we're broadcasting from the permaseal foundation repair studio it's nine o'clock in the morning don i think is ready for this report of wgn radio news yes after this season perhaps and they have not made a decision yet correct so can i throw uh wg i don't know that i have the ability to do this but may i throw the wgn hat into the ring you can do whatever you'd like uh <laughs> this is your show Oh, just uh, just until 10, and then that'll be my last show. But here's what I'm thinking. So the Bears have not won a Super Bowl since 1985. Correct. We are still in Chicago. We still talk about it. Correct. They were on WGN in 1985. Yes, they were. Yeah. Our own Steve Bertrand used to cover the, the Bears. Mm-hmm. We got a whole crew of very good. See, the thing, this is what I'm thinking. See, you know, the thing is, you want the, the Sunday Bears game thing really works. Yes, I mean, it we does. Got Hamp, we got Hamp and OB, former Bears players, right, mm-hmm. on the weekends. Although maybe the Bears don't like some of the things they say, but maybe <laughs> we can work on sometimes, that. sometimes, yeah. Right, we could work that. We could work at that. But, but we've got, you, you want a radio home where it's like a family, mm-hmm. right? As the Bears are probably moving to Arlington Heights, right? Right. You don't want to be in another sports station where they're they got to talk about all these other sports. We you'd be with us. I mean, think about this: the Bears and the Blackhawks. Mm. They both start with the letter B. They do very alliterative. Right, right, right. right. It works. Home of the Bears and the Blackhawks, or the Blackhawks and the Bears, however you want to say mm-hmm. it. Right. And uh, I'm just throwing that out there. I think that I think that to the McCaskey family, don't ask for a lot of money. Just we want to be your partner. Right. That's what we want to be a good partner. That, be a good partner. We'll be good to you. You'll be good to us. Be like family. Be coming back into the fold. Kind of like, you know, that that family member that went off and, you know, you didn't really agree with a lot of the decisions that they made and you were sad. You know, you were sad, but you knew they had to go and grow a little bit. And now you bring them back. Like the family. Like, we're like the mafiosa. Yeah. Come back. If you love someone, Just, set them free. And if it's really love, They'll it's come back to be. Yes. That's it. Right there. Very, very, Great very attitude. prophetic. Right? Yes. Maybe we could even, when when they were on the, I don't know if we could do this, but right when they were here on the Bears, Wayne Larravee yes. was the voice of the Bears. Now he's the voice of the Packers, although he's 
They love him in Wisconsin. Yeah, it was Wayne Larrabee, Jim Hart, and Dick Butkus. Right. Although I got to tell you that Jeff Joniak is a heck of a broadcaster. And a heck of a guy, too. He's a very nice man. And uh, Tom Thayer, too. The two of them do a nice job. But they could come work for us. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Right? Nothing precludes them, yeah. No, and we, Andy, would you be willing to be the uh, one of the reporters there too, covering the Bears? Absolutely. Like in the locker room, oh. Mazer, WGM Radio. Yes. On the sidelines. I'm in. You know, right? Okay, so I got. All right, so we're going to keep the broadcast thing. We we'll make it. The Andy's going to be there. I bet we could find some other people. I'm I sure bet. you could. <laughs> sure, there'll be a lot of people lining up. Well, I mean, then it's kind of a done deal. Yeah, and you. Get, uh, what's the name of the big boss? Perry. Get Perry on the phone. we got to make some phone calls and see if we can make that happen. If your but, phone's ringing now, he might be listening. <laughs> like, get, get that guy off the air right now, right? All right. Just throwing that out there. Like Bears, that. come back to WGN Radio, and we'll, we'll w- welcome you in open arms, and we'll be a great partner for you. I bet you, I bet you Virginia McCaskey listens to this show. I'm sure she does. I don't know. Maybe not. Should have listened to you when they built Soldier Field over there. <laughs> well, that would have been the city. Oh, Eight, they don't listen. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. This is Bill calling in from Wilmington. Hey, Bill. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. How may I help you? I just pulled up some carpet in a bedroom. And there's a hardwood floor underneath it, and the foam padding has kind of made an imprint on the wood flooring. Mm. What can I do to take that off? I've tried Bona cleaner, Rejuvenate cleaner, and nothing seems to uh, take that off. It probably, over time, what it did is it kind of deformed the finish a little bit. Because it probably feels, you can almost feel a little bit of the texture, right? Correct. Okay. Um, I think what you're going to ultimately have to do is have the floor screened, that finish screened. But I do want you to try one other thing. Um, Have you heard me talk about this cleaner slash oil called Superzilla? Superzilla? Yeah, evidently not. Okay, so Superzilla is a cleaner slash oil. It's a lightweight oil, and it's like Godzilla, but it's Superzilla. And I want you to spray it on an area, let it sit there for five minutes, and then use a nylon bristled brush in a circular motion and see if it comes up. If that doesn't do it, and then wipe it with a rag after you're done. If all of a sudden it works, okay. then go to town and you're golden. If not, you're probably going to have to get a... What, do you want to do this work yourself? Sure. Okay. Then go rent a floor buffer with a medium grit Scotch-Brite pad. Screen, okay. screen the floor with that. Vacuum it up. And then put a new coat of... Uh, finish over the top of it. If the floor is in decent shape and you screen it and you get it nice and smooth, you put another coat of poly over the top of it. How old is this house? Built in 63. Yeah, so it's an oil base. It's probably an oil base 
um, poly, which you really, unless you go all the way down to the wood, you probably should stick with an oil-based poly. You can try a waterborne, which would be easier and less stinky to use, but the bonding might be an issue, and I would probably stay with the same substrate. But you could put one coat of a semi-gloss oil or a satin over the top of that, and it'll look fantastic. Okay, where would I get the Superzilla? At an Ace Hardware store or Superzilla.us, Lindsay? Superzilla.us? .us. And you can find dealers. It's not everywhere, but it's really, really good stuff, and I think you'll find it to be quite a useful cleaner and or glue. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-557-4LU is the number. This is Mary in Wheaton. Hi, Mary. You're on House Marts Radio. There she is. Hi, Mary. Hello. Marty. Hi, Marty. Sorry, it's Marty. Marty. Sorry, she wrote. Marty, she wrote Mary. I wasn't calling you Mary because your name is Marty. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful with that gender stuff. These well, days. I just got to make it right. That's all. How can I help you? Uh, Lou, a couple of a couple of weeks ago, you talked about uh, floor coverings for uh, cement, garages and basements, things like that. Mm-hmm. C- can you can you briefly review that again, quickly? What are you covering? A uh, garage. <sighs> well, okay, so you can go, and is it currently just concrete? It is, and it's forty years old. Uh, and it's and it's it's showing that kind of age. It's yeah. not awful, but you know it's pitting and chipping and flaking and a right. couple of significant cracks. Okay. <clears throat> so if you're going to do it yourself, you can certainly buy. You can patch all those cracks, and you can patch the concrete. No, I was I was not I was not thinking to do it yourself. Okay. All right. So if you're not going to do it yourself, then you could hire a company to come out and do an epoxy coating which is very uh, more, it's a lot more robust than what you would buy and roll on, which is really more like an epoxy paint. This actually, they, right. they build it up. And so they would come in and they would patch the cracks. They may even use a, um, a carbon fiber to kind of keep it all together, as long as there's not huge separation and then they put no, the, and no. then they put the epoxy over the top of it, and you have this lovely, beautiful, easy to clean, non-slip, durable surface. However, if those cracks were to get larger or move, the epoxy will crack with it. Now, sure. there's other products that you can buy. Uh, one is called a sport court. Uh, the other one is by the company uh, WeatherTech that makes a garage flooring system that is kind of a panel, a see-through, almost mm-hmm. looks like yeah. a waffle, yeah. that you clip yep. you clipped together, you clean the floor, you you know, uh, brush it all off, you don't have to do any patching, it comes in colors, and you put it all together and you drive the car right onto it. And the beauty part of it is any water or whatever that goes, you know, comes off the car, drains through it, and if the garage is pitched properly, the water goes away, and then you can easily clean this flooring as well. Non-slip, looks nice. If the floor moves a little bit, this moves with it. So, you know, it's not an issue of like, oh, my gosh, I just spent all this money. Because, I mean, yeah. the reality of it is if you get a professional come do that epoxy coating that I'm speaking of, you're spending about yeah. five to 
upwards of $7 a square foot to do it. Okay. You'll spend around the same money for the sport court or the WeatherTech product. Forget what the... Lindsay, can you find out what the WeatherTech product is, the garage floor product? It has a name. But um, you'll spend around the same amount of money, but if the floor moves around, who cares? It's going to move with it. And then if for some reason you damaged a panel or whatever, you know, when you buy it, yeah, you, yeah. Buy, you buy a couple of panels, it's like a puzzle. Pop it out, pop it in, you're done. Right, right. So what about the... Uh what about the products that are being advertised as better than epoxy uh, or alternatives to epoxy in terms of, you know, applied to the floor uh, products? Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what... with any of those? I don't know what that would be if you're talking about, like, a snap-together floor. No, and, no, no. This is, a, this, is a, this is a pour-on kind of a thing, like the epoxy, but they, they claim it's better. I'm just, you know, reading the ads, that's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever it is, it's still a coating, and so even the one that I just spoke of for the five to seven dollars, that when that when they're all done, that's probably about a quarter of an inch of material that gets laid down, right? So it's very mm-hmm. thick, and you can scrub it. But again, if that floor moves, right. that coating—I don't care what it is—will crack and move as well. Yep. Yep. So, you know, now the other flip side is you, uh, where, where, where do you live, Marty? I'm in Wheaton. Okay. So you could hire a concrete contractor to come out and rip out the, you know, the slab, pour a new slab, and you're probably spending, I don't know, removal and repair somewhere between 15 and $20 a square foot. Uh-huh. Right. So you got to yeah. factor all that in when you get the pricing of this stuff, right? If they come in and say, sure. uh, oh, the, the, the product out of uh, WeatherTech, by the way, is called Tech Floor. Okay. Um, so you really have to run the numbers because, you know, my suggestion to you would be call somebody like Andreas Construction to come out and bid out, ripping out the concrete, pouring up a new one, you know, pitching it the right way, the whole nine yards. Now we know... Mm-hmm. Here's the price to replace it. And then my concrete's brand new, yada, yada, yada. And whatever. Yeah. Say it's 20 yeah. say it's twenty bucks a square foot. I'm making that number up. But I'm probably pretty close. And um, and then these other ones, if they come in at 10 and it's half, like with the epoxy, I'm just worried that it's going to yeah. break off on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, for for the epoxy, do you have any any, you have any contractors you recommend or no? I don't. You know, the one thing that we don't. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't um, have an epoxy contractor. That's something that we are lacking. We used to have a sponsor, but they're no longer in business, and uh, that's that would be a really good one for us to find. So. I I don't, unfortunately, and I, I can't give you anybody there. I would start with the concrete, though. And get a bid on that. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And you got it, I, bud. Uh, if I find if I find a great epoxy uh, contractor, I'll let you know. I'd love it. <laughs> I, hey, I'll take it. I'll take any and all uh, recommendations of people that do good work. I'm always uh, willing to help promote anybody that wants to do really good work and uh, at a fair price uh, for our listeners here on WGN Radio. It's nine twenty four in the morning. Lou Manfredini, House Smarts Radio. We'll take a quick break. 
and be back right after this. Morning, Lou. How may I help uh, you? To- Keep in mind, uh, Susan, that you know when they come out and take a look at it, it's the type of thing that certainly they'll give you an estimate, but when you have rotted wood like that and all of a sudden you start taking apart, you may notice other things that need to be replaced too. So, you know, they're they're they'll do a nice job, they'll they'll offer you a fair price and you know, if there's any changes, they'll certainly alert you to that as well. Yeah, I'm very aware of that. I did have most of my rails and so on replaced a couple of years ago. Got it. But now I'm noticing the wood on the bottom mm-hmm. is starting to really rot, and I mm-hmm. do have to take care of it. So. Right. Give them a call. Okay. Well, th- thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Appreciate you calling this morning. Now I'll talk to hit the right button and talk to Andy, who's in Chicago. Oh, Hi, right. Andy. You're right. on House Smarts Radio. There he is. There Hello. Hello there. Hey, hey, Lou. Uh, Andy, I'm calling in. Uh, love your show. Thank you. Uh, do, looking at a ranch house with a hip roof, doing a tear-off on the roof and replacing it with asphalt shingles, and I'm trying to see what you would recommend as a uh, uh, for the project. You mean a brand of shingles? Well, uh, tips. I, I did some research uh, recommending uh, SBS uh, uh, type shingle, uh, copper flashing at the hips and uh, ridge, and hot dip galvanized nails, and I'm wondering if there's anything else to look out for in addition, like an ice and water shield. Or yeah, that, uh, you know the the ice and water shield where we live is really important. And what I always recommend, and a lot of roofers now are doing this as a matter of course. It used to be that the ice and water shield would go above the gutter. You know, it would fold into the gutter and then run about 30 inches around the perimeter of the lower portion of the roof. I've always recommended two rows of that, so you're coming up about five feet. There's a little bit of an overlap, so it's not quite five feet. And I think that that's a better uh, installation. And then, you know, there's a temporary tar paper, and then they go over. The architectural shingles seem to be the go-to now. Three tabs are really hard to find. Most roofers don't even offer it anymore because the architectural shingles are just a better quality of material to go mm-hmm. on there. Timberline roofs, which are by GAF, is probably the bread and butter. They kind of, I don't know if they invented the architectural shingle, but they certainly were the brand and and continue to be. But then there's other companies like Tamco and um, CertainTeed makes really good architectural shingles. Another company called Elk, it's been around for a very long time, that Look, the quality of the materials are important, but it's the quality of the roofing contractor that's even more important. So you just got to make sure that you're working with somebody that knows what they're doing, will give you a fair price. If there's, Whenever you do a tear-off, there's always going to be surprises, and so you want to make sure that those are addressed openly with you. And they say, hey, Andy, you know, this over here is rotted. We should really replace this before we put the roof on. And then you're going to have to right. do it. So make sure that when you're getting those bids, you're in the back of your mind, you got like an extra 10% or so, maybe even 15 for unforeseen issues. Right. Uh, what, what's your opinion of uh, Owens Corning Duration and maybe Duration Flex that's got that SBS in it? I've heard that that's a better way to go. It's more flexible and it's better. Uh, it's a nice product. It's an absolutely nice product. Owens Corning. The Flex? Yeah, it makes very sort of duration flex. Uh, I think the duration flexes will cost a little bit more, right? It's a, it's a, I think it's right. a thicker. I think it's a. When it comes to roofing, 
thicker is better. Right. right when it comes right. to you and I, when it comes to you and I, thicker is not better. But when it comes to roofing, <laughs> thicker is better. I know that problem. <laughs> uh, would, would you recommend ice and water shield across the entire roof or just uh, like five, six feet, like you said? Yeah, I don't think you need to spend it on the whole roof. That's not, it's not, uh, nece- it's not necessary. And what's your take on the uh, f- copper flashing on the hips and ridges to, to keep the black uh, uh, algae from forming? Yeah, we went to well, it's beautiful, but that copper flashing is going to cost you a fortune. And so don't be surprised. Uh, don't be surprised when they give you that bid and they say, well, look, buddy, we could do this in galvanized and save you a lot right. of money. I'm not opposed to the galvanized either. But is that pure zinc or is that galvanized steel? Uh, it's not pure zinc. It's probably galvanized okay. steel. But yeah, um, okay. I'm trying to think. Uh, on my house, I've got galvanized uh, valleys. And I have no issue with it whatsoever. And that roof's been on. Right. For, that roof's been on for twenty years. Okay, I did find a source for hot dip galvanized nails that are used in pneumatic guns. So that was a key find. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and there, so. that's very common, and that's a typical. That's a typical in the application of all that kind of stuff. So that that should do a good job. But again, materials are important. It's the roofer that you hire that makes the big difference. That's the secret sauce. If you choose, uh, like we mentioned, we've got Lindholm Roofing and Rogers Roofing, two very fine roofing uh, contractors, and also Cobblestone Remodeling, very fine exterior tacticians on all that. Those are the people who do a really nice job for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 9.50 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be right back. That would be a really good song for a rejoin. Sorry, we're having a show meeting during the breaks here. (laughs) From elevators to stair lifts to ramps, bathroom modifications, and more. Access is providing dignity and independence so you can stay in your home. They're solution-oriented experts. They work exclusively with quality-driven manufacturers. In fact, Access Vice President Frank Wazalewski is joining Home Sweet Home Chicago today, starting at 10 a.m. Access and WGN Radio are relaunching our Lifting a Hero contest. This is awesome providing another local U.S. veteran a free Savaria stair lift with expert installation. Frank is going to provide all the details on that and how to enter. Frank is your accessibility expert, and he is there to help. So if you have any questions regarding residential elevators, stair lifts, ramps, or how you can enjoy greater independence in your daily living, call or text into Home Sweet Home Chicago this morning. You know uh, what I think that um, Access should do? They should uh, Maybe they do this already, but they should do like something like Access Elevator. We take you to another level. See what I did there? Got a lot of good ideas. <laughs> Jenga, Access, take you to another level. Just throwing that out there. Anyway, call or text into Home Sweet Home Chicago this morning. You can always schedule your free in-home or Zoom video mobility assessment with Access. Just call 844-IL-LIFTS. That's 844-IL-LIFTS. They service all of Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin. Call 844-IL-LIFTS or visit allaboutaccess.com. 9.54 in the morning. Let's get one more call in here before the end of the show. That is Crystal in Palos Park. Hi, Crystal. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Uncle Lou. Thanks for taking our call. 
we really need your help badly. We need to clean out my parents' very full attic, which hasn't been touched in years, except for some raccoons living up there. Mm. We think we've gotten rid of the raccoons, but now we want to clean out the attic. We have a dumpster ready, but we also want to save some of the stuff. What's a safe way of doing this, or is there someone we can call that can come out and do it for us? Well, um, there's a bunch of different companies that will do the clean-out for you. Um, the one that comes to mind is, uh, you know, the Got Junk people, the 800 Got Junk. I've done business with them before, and they really do a nice job. As far as saving it all, I think that probably what you're going to want to do is pull it outside first and then assess what it is. Obviously, in that attic space, if you had raccoons and that's taken care of and they were doing any of their business up there, you want to make sure that, right. um, you know, you're wearing masks and whatnot up there just to keep you all very safe. But, um, you know, um, I would probably start with the 800 got junk people to see if they can help you out. That probably would be the best way to go, get an estimate from them. I do believe they will go into an attic space and do all that and... Um, and start with them and see what happens. There's a bunch of those services out there as well. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Or you could call the Grandview Homes people because you could sell the house to them and they'll do it all. Like if you want to do that with your parents' house. Anyway, hi, it's me, Lou Manfredini for the Gilkey Window Company. Now, you've heard me talk about these terrific windows, right? Indoors for the past 25 years. Gilkey has been family-owned and operated for over 40 years. They've built some of the highest quality windows and doors for a very long time. So if you need new windows and doors, then Gilkey is who you should call. Right now, you buy one window, get one 50% off and 25% off Gilkey patio doors. Gilkey also has no money down, low interest finance plans available. Now, you can visit one of their spectacular showrooms in Chicago Ridge, open Monday through Saturday, or in Palatine, open seven days a week to learn more or to set up a free no obligation in-home estimate. Give Gilkey a call at 888-3-GILKEY. That's 888-3-G-I-L-K-E-Y. Or just go to gilkey.com. Remember, all the information from today's show on our Noodaloo 2 is at our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash housesmartstv. Lindsay, thanks for producing. 